Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Movie, Movie, Film, Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Yep. I'm Nate, and it's comforting to think the dead are watching over the living. I don't find that spooky at all. And I'm Terrell, and from the moment I met you all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I haven't thought of you, and now that I'm with you, I'm in agony. Hmm. Yeah? I don't, I don't... It's, it's okay, I feel like it's, uh, obscure. I wouldn't oh, know it way. even if it were mainstream. <laughs> okay. I also don't know yours, Yeah, so. mine's, uh, Phantom Thread. So many good quotes in that movie. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. Yeah, um, Reynolds Woodcock says, It's comforting to think the dead are watching over the living. I don't find that spooky at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a funny movie. Mine's a Star Trek, episode two, Attack of the Clones. Uh, yeah. Wait, you mean Star Wars? Did I say Star Trek? Yeah. Oh, they're going to kill me. <laughs> yep. Uh, Star, Star Wars, yeah. Attack they the are. Clones. All of them. All, all the of clones. Them. All the clones are going to kill me now. Oh. <laughs> well, folks, today we're doing Jordan Peele's Us. Yes. Yes, we are. After much anticipation. Very much. I think we talked about it on the first episode of the podcast that we were looking forward to it. Yeah, most likely. Um, So... I know we have segments usually, but we're just going to get right into it because we're very excited to yeah, talk about this. Yeah, we have this. nothing else to talk about but this movie. Yeah. It's so, okay, I'll say right now, there's going to be spoilers Yes. throughout the episode, so just save it for when uh, you've seen the movie if you're planning on seeing it, or just listen to us spoil it because you don't like fun. Yeah, you want to <laughs> listen to us talk about the movie instead and yeah. that's all right yeah that's all right that's all right it's, it's better than a wikipedia article i i used to do that sometimes i would just read wikipedia articles for like uh movies that i didn't see <laughs> should we start this over again no 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 no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right uh are we diving right into we're, it? we're diving right we're into it right into it yeah Us, man jordan so, Bill's second movie here's the thing should we go through the plot step by step like we do sometimes or should we talk about parts of it random because i feel like there's different discussions to be had because the movie works on a couple different levels right um and if we're discussing the plot there could be a cursory discussion of the plot but then there's a twist at the end of the movie that kind of changes your interpretation of what's going on right well, mm, I say we talk about this movie, I guess, kind of freely, so not step by step, but kind of uh, may- maybe having some kind of order. I don't know. Or we talk about it twice. <laughs> we talk about it twice. <laughs> <laughs> because just uh, the understanding of what's happening and the dynamics changed drastically after the twist mm-hmm. i've you saw the movie twice yeah, i saw it once and have replayed it in my mind many times right just trying to get a grasp of things yeah yeah there's it, it's <laughs> differently a second time man. yeah it does um i guess let's just start at the beginning and yeah, conversation let's, let's, can let, flow yeah, let's naturally work, walk, work our way down because mm-hmm. you know we could just break it down from there all right so the movie starts off with young Adelaide watching a commercial yeah. for Hands of C- Across America, which 
you know, yeah. is very important to the movie. I didn't know it was a real thing until later. You didn't know that? No, I'm young. I feel like I knew I that, like, watching stuff from the 80s, watching... Um, I thought it was Jordan Peele cre- manufacturing this thing, and I thought that was kind of cool that he no, was doing that. You never watched I Love the 80s? No. <laughs> or or the Goldbergs? No. Because there's an episode about it on there, too. I understand it was this huge effort yeah. to fight homelessness mm-hmm. or hunger. Maybe both. Maybe. It was vague and not that helpful. Yeah. And not everybody held hands. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's watching TV and is zooming in on the screen. And when I was watching it, I automatically started looking at the movies on the side of the screen. Yeah, there's a couple Easter eggs right off the bat. Yeah, I, I have them listed. Uh, one is uh, Chud, which is about sewer monsters it's coming up. Cannib- cannibalistic... Yeah homicidal underground dwellers yeah which is because i looked it up also <laughs> which is like part of this movie yeah so very very clever um the man with two brains right which i couldn't see the words i just saw steve martin's face so yeah i guess people that know that vhs case would have recognized his yeah. face from it goonies is in there which yeah. is uh, underground avenger and there's a line that directly references the goonies later yeah. on in the movie mm-hmm. and uh Nightmare on Elm Street is also there. Which has more references throughout the movie as well. There's more movies, but I, I couldn't find them, and I couldn't remember them. But uh, I think The Right Stuff. Yeah, The Right them, Stuff. Which also makes an appearance in Captain Marvel, because she, she's in a blockbuster, and she picks up The Right Stuff. stuff so uh, yeah. go figure. Um, yeah, I, I like how Jordan Peele uh, does this yeah. uh, twisting of... Uh, his references. Yeah, and he, he lets you know. In the movie. He lets you know what they are, mm-hmm. but that doesn't give anything away. No, it kind of just tells you this is what we're working with. I'm going to put all these in a blender and add my own perspective yeah. as a human, as an American, actually. As an American. <laughs> um, and it's a, this is the movie that's going to come out right. of it. And now because of because of that. The movies I have haven't seen on this list, I want to go and watch now. Hmm. Like I haven't seen Chud, and I haven't seen The Man with Two Brains, mm-hmm. and I want to watch those movies. There was also a list I found online of uh, like ten horror movies, or a couple, a handful of horror movies that uh, Jordan Peele gave the cast to watch. Mm-hmm. And I know it included uh, The Babadook, Ooh. It Follows, Nice. And those are the only two I can think of right now. Yeah. It follows good because the movie deals, well, it partly deals with her paranoia. I Yeah, and I think the gentleman who did the score for this did the score for It Follows as well. Hmm. Or the sound design. I don't know. Okay. Um. So then we go to, yeah. after that, we go to the boardwalk. Incredible opening sequence. Yeah. So she's at this boardwalk fair type of... um, It's a Santa Cruz boardwalk. Yeah. And she's with her mom and her dad who Mm -hmm. are, you know, not seeing eye to eye. No. And she's kind of just walking behind them. Yeah. Just like looking at everything. And then she wanders off, pretty much. That's what, you know, she wanders off. And she finds this that's this house this mirror house and it it says uh majestic or magic forest find yourself 
Yes, and it was uh, decorated with uh, really, you know, uh, 80s <laughs> period-specific uh, appropriation of uh, indigenous peoples. I think there was a, like the shaman head yeah. was on it. Wait, was it a shaman or was it a wizard? I saw it twice and I'm not sure. Okay, so... See, this is why I don't know. I guess I guess we're saying it's a spoiler-filled movie. Right. So we have that blanking statement, so now I can bring stuff that happens later. Mm-hmm. It is, in the 80s flashback, it's a uh, like a chief, okay. a tribe leader. Right. And in the present day, it's been painted over to be Merlin's magic forest with uh, the wizard from the English round table oh, tales. They painted over the outside. The inside is exactly the, the same. same. All right, so she goes inside, and it's it's themed like a forest. You go in there, mm-hmm. and she she gets lost in there. Yeah, in a hall know? of mirrors. Yeah, in a hall of mirrors. She doesn't know which way to go out. She sees uh, the exit sign. She goes for it, but it just leads her to more mirrors. And now there's exit signs everywhere. Yeah. And... Then she bumps into a little girl. Yep, and that's the end of the yeah, opening sequence. The end, yeah, that's the end of that. So, can I just say, did you notice uh, the father was playing whack-a-mole yeah. when uh, young Adelaide walks? Yeah. You know how whack-a-mole kind of fits into the to the uh, things coming up from underground? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And he keeps whacking them? Right. Okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't peep that. So, That's good. Um, this happened with uh, Call Me By Your Name, incidentally. <laughs> Not that these two movies are very <laughs> similar, but they do both have so much symbolism and like visual motifs throughout where like in every frame you can find something that ties into the themes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Whack-A-Mole being one of them. Uh, just the whole thing that happened with the Hall of Mirrors being another yeah, uh, and yourself. I will continue to be pointing these out okay. uh, as we go. <laughs> uh, the the news uh, that she's watching with the, or maybe it's later when they're watching the news. Mm-hmm. It's like Channel Eleven at eleven. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of eleven elevens. Yeah, there's a lot of eleven eleven Jeremiah eleven eleven and the the um, black flag T-shirt that looks like an eleven eleven. Yeah, I watched this YouTube video uh, and it it said that the movie made reference to the filming of the Lost Boys. Yeah, that's uh, what was filming. Adelaide's mom says they're filming something over there, and yeah. someone checked the dates, and they're like, "Oh, the Lost Boys filmed on yeah. Santa Cruz Boardwalk." That's a lot of references. You gotta like yeah. It's pretty cool. So, you know, that's the end of that sequence. And then we see adult Adelaide. Played yes. by the gorgeous Lupita Nyong'o. In her first leading role. How? How? Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. She has not led a movie before. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, Oscar-winning actress. Maybe the most beautiful woman yeah. on planet Earth. On planet Earth. Uh above ground and blow it yeah yeah that's weird what a great yeah first what a great first, first uh starring role though yeah or dual starring roles too yeah. she's not only the the lead she's also the well she's pro- only billed once but you know yeah, she's the protagonist <laughs> she's so good in both in both roles and the antagonist again so 
you know, she's an adult. She's married now. She has kids. She's visiting her, her childhood home with her family. They're on vacation. Uh, there's uh, the husband. What's his name? Played Gabe. by Yeah, Gabe played by Winston Duke. Real yeah. goofy dad. Really goofy dad. Really great. The, Just uh, the, like, dad, dad, like, dad jokes and all. You don't need internet. You have alternate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, definitely the the source, the biggest source of comic relief throughout the movie. Yeah, uh, Winston Dukes and also character Gabe, the most annoying, especially on the first watch. Mm. Um, and so you know they're they're in the house and they want to go to the beach. Yes, right. Is that that's 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 where we go? We go straight to the beach. Well, we got them in the car. They're yeah, snapping the car to. The I got five on it. Yeah. There's um there's the 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 this shot of the little boy, like hiding in the cabinet or like opening Jason, yeah yeah opening the cabinet with the Chewbacca mask on mm-hmm. that I really, like really liked that like stuck in my head when he's like scaring going to stare, scare the the older sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all throughout these opening scenes, you're seeing uh, Lupita experience uh, like uh, PTSD type of symptoms or just a panic attack on the, on the onset. Yeah, because she's, she's very uncomfortable. She's returning. Yeah, we as a viewer on the first watch assume it's because she's returning to this place where she encountered her doppelganger or something just weird happened to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so she doesn't want to go to the beach because the beach is where it happened, but. Uh, Gabe kind of guilts her into it. Yep. Yeah. And so they go. They go to the beach and then we meet um, Kitty and Josh. Okay. Those are the characters. Played by uh, Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss. Uh I loved these two characters. Yeah, they were great. And I loved the function that they served in the movie and how it's not at all what you think Mm -hmm. they're going to be. Yeah. We'll get to that later because that yeah. the twist relating to their characters was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. The, the the real important information given in this scene is that she sometimes thinks about killing her husband. Yes. And that she had work done on her face. Yes, and we just see that her husband is uh just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um and his well, his relationship with Gabe is just that he's uh they're both families are doing pretty well, yeah. but uh, the Tylers, yeah. I think that's their name, because of course better. they're the Tylers, the yeah. White family. <laughs> they're they're doing better. They're wealthier. So he's just comparing, like, uh, what'd you get for the boat? Did you get this and this and this? Because of course, if you have a boat, you need to always buy a bunch of more stuff. Yeah. Because we live in America and we're never fulfilled. Right. So we just need to pursue more material possessions yeah so jason goes missing yeah he wanders off he wanders off and in the background you see you see the mirror house yeah and you think that maybe that's where he's going but he just goes to the bathroom he goes to a porta potty on the beach Mm -hmm. barefoot (laughs) which is maybe the most scary thing in the movie (laughs) (laughs) terrifying stepping in one of those things barefoot oh my goodness yeah, so uh, very tense because yeah. we don't know when the thing's going to happen. Right. When the turn 
occurs. And important to note, on their way to the beach, Adelaide sees a man that she saw, that she remembered when she was a little kid, with the Jeremiah 1111 sign. Well, she and sees a dead. man that we remember from when we saw Adelaide as a kid. This is, you this know is what? why it's you hard write, to discuss this you, movie. You're right, because she wouldn't remember that. Right. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. Um, this movie plays But Jeremiah 1111 pops up again, yeah. and he's dead. And then while Jason is on the beach, after he uses the bathroom, he sees a man standing there with his hands out. Mm-hmm. Just open arms. Yeah, one hand is bloody, and mm-hmm. he's just standing there waiting. And spooky spooky yeah you don't know what's what's happening at first when i first watched it i thought that it was gonna be a uh, kitty i don't know it was something about the hair the mm. blonde hair but it wasn't it wasn't her yeah um, um can i talk about that shot with the shadow their shadows when they're wa- first walk stepping onto the beach it's like an overhead shot mm-hmm. go ahead you see our the family walking and their shadows just look super long mm-hmm Kind of making up another eleven eleven mm-hmm. with their just long, skinny foreshadow. Oh, I like that eye. Foreshadows, <laughs> foreshadowing, perhaps shadows, shadows. Yeah, I I don't think there's any part of this movie that you can't that you can look too much into because I genuinely think Jordan Peele thought everything through. Yeah, he thought about everything. He it's, thought about a lot. Yeah. I think I really enjoyed watching the movie, mm-hmm. but just in the days since seeing it, just playing it in my mind and reading about it and engaging with it and thinking about it, that has almost been more enjoyable to me than the experience of watching it, All which right. is great. <laughs> it's so fun when, when there's art like this. Yeah. So Adelaide starts to freak out because she can't find her son, Jason, and he's found pretty quickly. He wasn't like really in any danger or loss or anything he was walking back to them pretty much mm-hmm. and she's like no don't do that you don't do that like she's like freaking out she's scared yeah and so they have to leave the beach pretty much at that point and then it's nighttime. we get we get to the night it, it happens pretty quickly yeah um we get to the night and she is terrified she's scared she can't talk which thinking about it again why she can't find the words to say makes sense yeah she has a line earlier when um kitty's talking to her she says i'm not good and then she pauses at talking (laughs) yeah so she's not a talker yeah um and she's like i don't feel like myself and then gabe says well you look like yourself right oh that that line is so good to me like yeah like yeah, she looks like herself, but she's not herself. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a bad. He's, uh, it's such a bad out of touch thing to say when your partner is uh, opening yeah. up to you about this traumatic childhood experience and yeah. this weird mood that they're in. To, <laughs> yeah, say you look like yourself, you look like, like that yourself. was ever the problem. And also, like, um, I could take you. I mean, have you seen you? Like, right. <laughs> and she's like not playing he's, at all yeah he's not really listening she's not he's like just, uh, ready for a nighttime uh some nighttime magic in the magic room he's like i'll meet you in the magic room <laughs> he is so big yeah he takes up the whole the bed. whole bed yeah. why is that bed so small <laughs> is it 
I think I'm looking over on my uh, full size mattress. I think it's I think it was a full size mattress. Yeah. And he just takes it all yeah, up. Yeah, that bed was big enough for one thigh, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so then the power cuts off. Yes. Right. Like immediately the power cuts off. And. And there's a family in their driveway. Yeah, Jason comes out and is like, "There's a family in our driveway." And it starts right there. You see the shot of them just standing outside. Yep, with their arms linked, just like the, uh, you know, the stickers in the back of the car that you saw of like the family. Yeah, holding hands. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of hands. The nuclear family. Yeah, and they're they're in the shadows and they're dressed in red. That's all you can see. Mm-hmm. Really, is that they're dressed in red, and uh, Gabe, being the man of the house, <laughs> is like, I'll handle it. Don't call the cops. He's like, she like, Adelaide calls the cops immediately. Right. Like, she like, feels it. She knows mm-hmm. what's up. And he's like, don't call the cops. And he goes out there, he talks to them, but they don't do anything. They don't move, they don't budge, nothing. That would freak me out. Mm-hmm. He runs back in the house. He's like, okay, call the cops. Like, yeah, call the cops. <laughs> why? <laughs> like, why wait? <laughs> There was a family at night just standing in your walkway. <laughs> Call the cops. Yeah. Right. Well, then he gets the baseball bat. He gets runs the ba- back out. Yeah. If you want to get voice. crazy, we can get crazy. <laughs> Delivered just like that. Delivered yeah. just like that. And it doesn't work, so he heads back in the house. All right? Yeah. No, that's... no, no. They start moving. After he says crazy, she does this hand gesture, and then they split off. Mm-hmm. And then he runs into the house. Yep, and yeah. they uh find. They find the key under the rock. In well, it's one of those rock plastic rock yeah. things. Where hide my keys. Yeah, some white, some white guy shit. Yeah, is that what he white, says? Yeah, he said, "What type of white people shit?" Yeah, is this? right. <laughs> um, and then what I love is they use the key. Yeah, <laughs> the monsters use a key that they don't break a window and get in that way. They. They enter through the door. And it's because she remembers that mm-hmm. there's a key. Yeah. Right? Okay, so we're not there yet. Well, but she we knows. Said she, we're, we're said we're giving away spoilers. Yeah, she, Red and Adelaide were switched. Yeah. She knows where, where the key is because, right. I mean, it that's. Was that yeah, it's last one of the house th- she remembers yeah, living in before it's she one was of the things she remembers. Tunnel. So they get in the house, they freaking bash Gabe's leg with the bat, mm-hmm. and he's just, he's, he's just crawling on the floor. Yeah. Just like, like that, that horror movie trope, but happening to like this big man. Right. And he's just crawling back, and Adelaide has her kids, and that's all she's worried about. She's not trying to help him up. She's just mm-hmm. walking back with them. And this is perhaps my favorite my, probably my favorite sequence in the movie. Um, when all the family's in the house and the sun lights the fire and it reveals to them that... It's us. It's us. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that line. It's us. And then Lupita as as Red, the mm-hmm. that's the doppelganger's name, yes. starts to speak, which is one of the most... It's funny at first. I don't know. I didn't laugh. You I didn't mean, think it was funny the first time you heard the way that she was no, speaking? No, I was like, kind of like, I was shocked. I was just like, oh my goodness. 
like I was like so like into it. I was like feeling the mm. intensity of that moment. And when she started to speak, I was just like, oh, she like, she sounds like a monster. You know what I mean? She sounds like it's frightening. Yeah. Yeah, like someone who hasn't spoken in a long time speaking. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. And her eyes are wide and she's tearing up i was gonna say this is um you know how uh there's like the spielberg look Mm -hmm. where it's uh in a lot of steven spielberg's movies and other movies that were inspired by him they have these huge they have these shots of like uh characters looking up in amazement Mm -hmm. at something yeah uh i think jordan peele kind of has a jordan peele look now yeah and it's uh just a close up, just the face with the eyes wide open, wide open. and tears streaking yeah, down. The tears streaming Cause down. Cause it's a face that uh, Chris makes when he's getting hypnotized and get out. Yeah. And it's come back and it's, it's come it's, back in us and it's great. It's great. It's great. She's like, God has been testing me and she looks up and tear, two tears drop down her face mm-hmm. and it just sits there for a second. And Lupita is She's she's crying as Red, and she's crying as Adelaide. Right. You know what I mean? She's doing double the duty. <laughs> um, that that monologue, man, is amazing about the princess in the Once shadow. Once upon a time. Yeah, like everything that happened to you happened to me, but worse. Yeah, when you were playing with toys, we were playing with metal sharp edges that would cut our fingers. Yeah, and... when you ate uh, delicious food, I had to eat rabid, raw, and bloody. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you met your prince, Abraham came to me, and it didn't matter if I loved him or not. Right. I was stuck with Which him. Which is ho- horrible. A horror. Yeah, yeah horrible, because you think about it and just like, well, now she has no control she has no rights over I, you no know, free will yeah yeah of this man coming on to her in this way and then she says she had her first daughter mm-hmm. and then she mentions the c-section with the son Se- that yeah, she had to perform she had herself. to do herself which is crazy yeah thanks for not showing us that jordan yeah <laughs> and you know gabe hears all of this, all this dramatic storytelling. Yeah, this he, is why you think he's the worst. Yeah, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes. We don't have any money in the house. <laughs> we, yeah, what do you want? What do you, you want, want? My wallet. You want my boat? Yeah, and the Zora's like nobody wants the boat, and Adelaide's like, sh- like shut up. Like this is not that yeah. moment. Like well, okay. we're in, like seriously. Like what's about to happen is about to be serious. Like they don't want anything but us. But I think that it functions good as comic relief because it's certainly a very tense scene. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to laugh. And when you consider it with the rest of the movie, uh, that Gabe's first uh, solution upon encountering the uh, the tethered, that's what the doppelgangers are called, yep. uh, upon encountering the tethered is to just throw money at them mm-hmm. as if that is what they all they need is just money. And that kind of plays in with the what the movie's saying about meanwhile he's looking right at them he sees that they look just like them and he's like his best you know solution is to throw money at it Mm -hmm. which is frustrating yeah and some of his other yeah there's more uh, moments 
jokes. Uh, I think there's probably just as much humor in Us and Get Out, mm -hmm. but I think the humor worked better in Get Out with Lil Rel as a comic relief yeah. because Lil Rel wasn't in the house. Yeah. He wasn't experiencing everything and then just cracking jokes. He yeah. was hearing about it or talking to Chris on the phone yeah. and he was the audience avatar for being like, this is what you should do. Get, get out. <laughs> yeah. Like he's uh, commenting on it but from the outside. Yeah. But with, with us, we got Winston Duke making jokes and he's right in the middle of everything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it, the humor didn't work as well for me in us as it did in get out. Yeah. So because there's this little thing that happens when Gabe pushes up his glasses and then the the shadow mm -hmm. pushes up Abe. Abe. Abraham. <laughs> he pushes up on his face. Yeah. But he doesn't have glasses. He's never mm -hmm. had glasses. He's also so like he's pretty much not blind, but he can't see. And yeah. he's never been able to see. Until he takes Gabe's glasses and puts them on. And right. is kind of like amazed, mm -hmm. and then he just drags him out the house by his ankle. Yeah, he uh, very a, physical. Yeah, Gabe is a big man. <laughs> it really it pays off the uh, the character of uh, Gabe being, although it's the same, it's still Winston Duke. Yeah, he his performance of him is he's so uh, he's kind of schlubby. Yeah, and just he's so corny and yeah, very uh, <laughs> very corny. Like guy. shouting about a boat. And <laughs> wanting to get to open water, and then uh, you get his tethered, who's just a brute. Uh, yeah, complete. yeah, like he is his size and his muscle. He's the muscle, right? Yeah, he just drags him out, and Lupita does her little red, does her little hand gestures, mm -hmm. and she breaks up the family, and they all go off with their respective uh, doppelganger. Yeah, and. and this is, is probably like a 20, 25 minute sequence where it keeps cutting between the four family members encounters with their doppelgangers. Yeah. And I just, oh, so the filmmaking of that was so impressive how it kept cutting between them. Mm -hmm. And it's really highlighting that all the actors, he did such a jo good job casting with the kids too, Yeah, that they're all playing two roles. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those scenes are just the two of them so it's just one actor playing two roles in one scene yeah four to but there's four of that with different i don't know i right. liked the way that was cut together and it was really exciting um all right so zora and ombre go out for a run and zora <laughs> yes. does not run like a track star no no she does not well she she's giving up uh running yeah, she doesn't want to run she anymore. runs like that that's why <laughs> but ombre is a runner Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's a track star. Um, and uh, Jason and Pluto go into the closet. Yes. Um, where we see Pluto's um, face is like half burnt. Yeah. I really like his character design. Like, I like that mask he has on. Yeah. The mask is really cool. Yeah, it's like the cool doppelganger version of the Chewbacca mask is like a yeah. full on horror mask. Yeah. Um,. Also, just cool, like, the character's name is Jason, and he wears a mask, and it's, you know. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, like you yeah. know, nods to horror like that. Um, And the interactions between Jason and Pluto are interesting because he's the only one that isn't actively fighting his 
uh, tethered, they kind of just go off and play. Yeah. Um, there's some theories about Jason and Pluto that I'm not sure if you've seen or engaged with that maybe they were Switch. swapped similarly I, I to saw Red. that, and I'm not buying it. I'm not, I mean, I, maybe if someone could explain it, but I don't see how. There's some interesting things that are being pointed to, mm-hmm. and what I think is that it's the top at the end of Inception where you could... Leo could still be dreaming or be awake. The movie's not going to explicitly tell you. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing to chew on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it works either way. And there's not enough evidence either way. But they hint that uh, that uh, Jason has been weird since last summer when Grandma died. They attribute it to Grandma dying. Mm-hmm. Of course, they attribute... Uh, Adelaide's parents attribute her uh, childhood troubles to uh her getting lost instead of it being a different person um but if he was lost if if something happened to him last summer then his his double ganger would be able to speak right there's also some stuff like he's a pretty quiet kid (laughs) the snapping thing is weird Uh um in the car when uh adelaide is teaching like they're snapping to I got five on it. Yeah, they're snapping off speed. I, I I saw that. Yeah, and and at the end he can snap perfectly on right. beat. I don't know. I'm I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. He also doesn't eat meat. When they're having a family dinner, mm-hmm. people have noted that they're all eating fast food, but uh, Adelaide is eating strawberries mm-hmm. or berries, um, which we can understand having seen the full movie as because she grew up eating rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> Live rabbits. Live rabbits. Just straight from the cage. Probably. And she also uh, turns down alcohol later and she just wants water. Yeah. But uh, Jason also doesn't eat. Uh, Adelaide has to like force him to eat and then he just walks away. Right. Uh, also, he's building tunnels on the beach, not sand castles. Right. But he talks pretty fine. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. I think it can be viewed either way. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, a, a couple things like that that Jordan Peele left open ended. It's hard not to just compare this to Get Out. Because um, that's the movie I think that's most like this movie, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, but Get Out has a lot more uh, answers given to you. It's a lot more closed case, yeah. whereas uh, this has a lot. Us, there's a lot more ambiguity in us that leads to different interpretations, which yeah. is exciting. Even though I feel like a lot is given to you in this movie, there's that some he monologues give, and some. But he did give you yeah. a lot of information. Um. So you know, Gabe. You want you ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. So Gabe is on the boat and he's in a bag now. He's in a trash bag and Abraham is going to dump him pretty Mm -hmm. much, but he escapes and he hits him with the bat and the boat starts and then he falls into the water like a big klutz (laughs) (laughs) falls into the water and, uh, 
There's the rope that's tied to. Yeah, the rope is uh, attached to Abraham's. Yeah, Abraham's ankle. And before Abraham can like grab onto him, the boat pulls off and drags him along with him. So he's safe for now. But then the boat comes back around Mm -hmm. and uh, he gets on and he takes a break, takes a breather at the worst spot. Like right on the the edge. Yeah. And he gets grabbed. Yes. But it's been this whole thing of hitting the engine to make it start. Right. Right. So he just smacks it with his head. He just gives it a good old headbutt and it starts. And the the fan chops up his Abraham. leg. Yeah. yeah. Abraham's leg. Yep. And Abraham is the first one to go. He's the first one to go. The yep. uh there's the payoff from the boat thing earlier that they talked about. Yep. Uh and also that ties in thematically with uh you know, he his boat wasn't as good as uh Josh's. Is that that was his name? Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, if he was in Josh's boat, he wouldn't have been able to hit the motor and then kill his doppel. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. be happy with the things that we have. Yeah. So pretty much after that, everyone escapes, right? Yeah. They, they all escape their uh, doppelganger and they get on the boat and they go to the Tylers. Yes. And, and t- this is where we get yeah. my favorite part of the movie. Ooh. This because I saw the trailers, I knew the family in the driveway was them, mm-hmm. so I, I knew that's what I was in for. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the movie, taking in everything, trying to form meaning while also just watching the spectacle on screen. Mm-hmm. My my little bird brain, of course, <laughs> uh, didn't think. sees the follow up to Get Out centering around a black family with their doppelgangers and is trying to formulate this theory or this uh, message about race, mm-hmm. about maybe uh, respectability politics of uh, members of a uh, oppressed group that rise to pretty comfortable ranks then facing their uh, their past or, mm-hmm. or how other people see them. But we get the reveal that the Tyler family also has doppelgangers. Yeah. And that's when you realize this is way more than just this one family. Yeah, this is big. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of like, I don't know if I was expecting it. I don't think I was expecting them to have uh, doppelgangers as well. No, I thought they were going to be the bad people. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't trust them for a second. You didn't? Oh, I didn't. I didn't suspect them. Oh, I I absolutely did. Oh, no. Oh, no. But they, their doppelgangers pop up and finish them off rather quickly. Right away. Right away. Stab uh, to the neck with the scissors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just, yeah. They're just slaughtered right there. And uh, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys is playing, which, yes. yeah, it, it sets, it's like that juxtaposition of something like yeah, really okay. good and happy. And something <laughs> I'm a great really singer. brutal and yeah. bloody. Right. And she tries to call the police, but the um, the device, Ophelia, right. thinks she says, play, play uh, Fuck the Police by NWA. Right. And so that starts playing, and she gets her next slit, and that's the end of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then 
you know, Adelaide and her family don't know what they're about to walk into. No, because they don't know that everyone else has yeah. doppelgangers. Yeah. So pretty much Adelaide gets dragged into the house, which when I first seen it, I was like, oh my God, like run in there, get her. Like, yeah. they're gonna, like they killed the other one so right. quick. They're going to like slice her. They're going to do something. And uh, where does she get, where does the daughter get the um, golf club? Yeah. They're looking for weapons. Okay. In the Tyler's house. Okay. Uh, she picks up the golf club. Jason this... picks up the the geode, the yeah. little rock mm-hmm. that with his tuxedo T-shirt look. He looks like he's holding an Oscar, kind of. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. Because he holds it from the bottom. And yeah, the he top. holds it like he's holding an award, yeah. and he's got the little tuck shirt on. <laughs> uh, Gabe uh, stays behind because he can't walk. Yeah, right? he can't walk. And so they head upstairs, and they uh, they run into the first twin, mm-hmm. and she like does the most satisfying thing in in horror that you want is to like keep hitting until like they're demolished. Right. So like she just whacks her and just keeps whacking her, and she falls on the ground. She whacks her some more. Mm-hmm. You know she's dead. Was she the one? And then the other one is the somersault off yeah. the... Mm-hmm. And then the other one comes and she whacks her off the ledge. And she crashes into the table. And yeah. so we believe that she's dead. Because she just stays yeah. there. And in and... that shot, the position that they're in in the bodies is mm-hmm. the same as um, the twins in The Shining when Danny sees their dead bodies. Mm-hmm. The way that they're on the floor with like the le- one leg going one place. Oh. It's just a direct callback to her wow. illusion <laughs> reference to that. Also, just a little fun thing. The actresses that play those twins, they were Emma. They both played Emma on Friends. Emma being Ross's baby. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that's a thing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Pill's probably a, a fan of Friends. I don't know. Uh, And then we get another scene that I really liked that, um, you know, uh, if you, I don't know. Let me just get into it. The the scene where uh, Kitty's double ganger is putting on lipstick. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about all the times that Kitty has put on makeup. Right. And her doppelganger had to do the motion of putting on makeup, mm-hmm. but never getting the satisfaction of filling lip gloss on her lip. Yeah. All right. So there's like this moment, this really close up moment of her putting on lip gloss and smiling, smiling and looking at herself. But then in the making mirror. like a face after that. Mm-hmm. It's just a Elizabeth Moss Moss masterclass and performance and then that shot you see on her face on her cheek she has two um scars Mm -hmm. where wherever kitty got like cheek implants or cheek lip or whatever her double ginger also has it but didn't get you know a, a medical procedure she probably did it herself right so she just has scars on her face mm-hmm. which is like interesting just an interesting callback when you like. Well, then she takes the scissors and starts cutting her own face. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe 
Also, her name she, is Dahlia. Like Dahlia, uh, the yeah. The Black Dahlia movies yeah. where the mouth was cut. Yeah, because she, she also wanted to be an actress. Kitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went to... I forget the name of the school. It was yeah. a funny line. Yeah. And, but she had the twins at the wrong time. So it didn't work out for her. Mm-hmm. So Dahlia is kind of fitting yeah. of a double ganger name. Mm-hmm. And, and Adelaide's tied up. So she's she's saving her for Red. Yeah. Pretty much. She's not going to kill her. She has some type of control. Yeah. Yeah. And then Zara walks in. And she like... Oh, before Zara walks in, there's there's that moment where she's looking out at Gabriel killing Rex. Rex. Yeah, that's his name? Rex. Yeah, Tim Heidecker Tim Heidecker's uh tether is so funny to me. Yeah. The way oh, he, he does he just that, like uh, walks down the stairs like ooh, ooh, He does this like he puts his hand out and oh, then he when does Kitty's the when Kitty's dying, he slow. pulls out his hand yeah. as if he's gonna help her. Yeah. But he does the too slow too slow. <laughs> And he like, yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, and at first she's like, she's screaming. She's like, but you don't hear the scream. And then she starts to laugh, mm-hmm. which is a callback to her wanting to kill her husband. Right. So she feels the same way. So it's actually what she wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Zara walks in and tries to sneak attack her. But she like turns around so quick, grabs the golf club and then just shoves her onto the bed. Like, just pushes her back onto the bed. And she's about to kill her with the scissors. Mm-hmm. And Jason steps in with the geode and, like, right onto the back of the head, knocks her yep. out, kills her. Thud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gabe comes in. They watch the news. Yeah, he's more like... confirmation. Jason's like... How many more twins are there of everyone? And then they have like this like ding, this light bulb moment. Like, oh right. my goodness. They turn on the news and it's everywhere. People are being killed. And we also see that they're forming a the chain. line. Yeah, they're forming the line. The line is starting to form. And uh Oh, this movie does such a good job of subverting um your expectations or uh the horror tropes. So they, I've I thought the movie was a home invasion movie. Mm-hmm. That's the the first part. Yeah, it then becomes like a survival uh, thriller. Yeah, almost like a like a slasher. Yeah, they uh, even say like, "Should we stay in this house?" And they joke about this this isn't home alone we're not going to set up traps that we got to go that whole thing with Gabe. that that's another moment where i'm just like how are you getting this comfortable your life was just in danger mhm and like this house is made of glass yeah they can break in yeah it's not even a good choice for a house if you're going to just post up in a house right and the family that was in there they just died so no you're not safe there Mm-hmm. Talking about home alone. We'll set up some some traps, some booby traps. Right. <laughs> and uh, that's when Adelaide, like, gathers him and, like, look, you don't make the choices around here anymore. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's in charge now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they, they, they leave, they go to the car, but they don't have the key. So 
Adelaide has to go back for the key. Oh, yeah, and then there's a conversation. They're arguing about who has the highest kill count in the family. Mm-hmm. Family's just joking about kill counts. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty light horror movie. Yeah. Um, like, it's a feel-good horror movie, kind <laughs> of, right? It's like a yeah. goofy family vacation movie. <laughs> Wait, before we get to the kill count thing, she she has to go back in the house, and uh, they she sees that one of the twins that they thought was dead mm-hmm. is not dead. Right. And she has to kill him. Um, Jason walks in on her, and she's, like, having this moment. She's grunting. She's she's behaving differently. He notices. Yep. And uh, I I don't know if he's scared or not. Maybe. I mean, he just saw his mom kill someone. And then that's when we get to the whole kill count thing. Yep. Where she the daughter's like, I'm driving. I have the highest kill count. <laughs> and then Gabe was like, No, I killed two people. I have the highest kill count. But he can't drive. Right. Um. And before they could like come to like a family decision ombre uh zara's doppelganger pops up Mm -hmm. and adelaide has to get in the back seat and instead of doing the thing of you know backing away she just steps on it it. yeah she goes for it and tries to run over ombre but ombre is quick and she's agile and she jumps right on the car she pretty much runs up the car right onto the roof Mm -hmm. And uh, begins to attack with her scissors. Um, and then there's like a little death proof moment where she, they're playing oh. uh, <laughs> uh, ship mast yeah, with her right. on the roof. On the... <laughs> and um, they just they speed up, they turn on the windshield wipers, and she they, they, they break and she flies into the woods. Adelaide gets out of the car. Yeah, that was a a big question. Like, I was kind of confused yeah. about character motivation there. Of course, now knowing that Adelaide was red, that this is that she fully understands this is the child she could have had. Right. Um. And it, it, you kind of get it. Yeah. Um. That's what I'm saying. That there's so many different levels yeah. to this film. You can view it on the first viewing as this family survival thing, or like she's got uh. This is where she saw her doppelganger. She's scared to go back to the beach. Or, knowing the twist, you can view it as uh, Adelaide's got this guilt or this knowledge. She knows that she uh, was the tethered and switched, swapped out the children, has this whole family, left the tethered there underground. Yeah. She's Um, definitely feeling guilt. And. But also, she wants to keep her yeah family that she uh yeah 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 so ombre you know is is bent in a tree laughing um red says she was she was born laughing mm-hmm. and then she dies laughing as well um and uh, i mean after this they pretty much survived the night you know what I mean? Yeah, they... they're they're driving. They survive the night. They go to the beach. I like this little moment that uh, Jason and Zora have in the back seat, where she looks at him, and they pound each other. They give each other a pound. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of I like their relationship because it's not the typical like older sister annoyed with the little brother type of relationship. Like it wasn't that 
at all. They were no, yeah, very much there for each she other. She defends yeah. her brother to yeah. the twins earlier. Mm-hmm. They say that he's weird instead of being like, yeah, he's so weird. She says, no, he, yeah. he has trouble focusing, that's all. Yeah, she's not trying to be cool or popular, and she doesn't, like, shun her brother, also, which is pretty cool. Also, every the main four that... Well, the four that we see driving up to the beach in the beginning of the movie that we understand to be the main family, our protagonists, uh, none of them die. Yeah. That's so weird for yeah. a horror movie about a family. I was definitely expecting the dad to die. Mm-hmm. I was just like, how ha- did he survive this movie? It's um, great. They all drive off at the end. Yeah. Um, and so we get to the, the next pretty cool thing, the the fire, the, their car is on fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pluto is standing there. And I like, like, she grabs her weapon, which is the, the, the fire poker. Mm-hmm. And she gets out the car and she reaches out for him. But he, does he pull out the match first or start snapping? I don't, I think he starts, too specific a question okay. to ask I think he starts snapping his fingers and then he pulls out a match. We get Jason saying it's a trap. Yeah, as soon as he started snapping his finger, I was just like, it's a trap. The car is going to blow up. And I was just like, please don't let this car blow up with, with the family in it. Because Adelaide's the only one that's out of the car. So they could. Right. I kind of thought that was going to happen. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my goodness. They're going to blow up. I'm going to be like, get out the car. Get out the car. Like, I'm yelling out on the inside. Mm-hmm. They get out the car. And Jason backs up. Yeah controlling his tethered mm-hmm. who then has to walk back into the fire, fire. Yep. and Adelaide screams no mm-hmm. because she sympathizes she knows, with she, uh, yeah. she knows that those are also her children like she has a better understanding of the mm-hmm. situation and in Jason backing up he gets kidnapped by Red mm-hmm. who takes him down, to the down under yeah to the tunnels and Adelaide knows right where to go. She she knows the there's a trap door, a hidden door. She knows all this. This is where we see that to get underground is just a single escalator that mm-hmm. only goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... There's, then, there's a lot of doors she has to go through. Because she has to go down, and she has to go through these doors, then she... There's another door with the escalate, and then it goes down. Well, I just like the like the image of the escalator. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, the meaning that it only goes one way. You can't uh, rise up. How do you think that... I don't know. I've been thinking about this. What? The rabbit. When she opens the door, mm-hmm. how'd the rabbit get there? There's a lot of doors and stairs and that only an escalator that goes down. <laughs> well, ha- presumably the doppelgangers got roast to surface during the power outage, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, classic Mitch Hedberg joke, uh, escal- out-of-order escalators, just temporarily stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly how Mitch Hedberg delivers it. Set up punchline. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how the rabbit got there. It's a... Uh, just a thing. It's a hollow mirror as anything goes. Yeah. So now she's she's down there by herself, and there's rabbits everywhere. Yeah, they were freed. Yeah. And she's walking around, and she walks 
into a classroom, right? It's a classroom, and Red's making a uh, paper mache dolls uh, of like the holding linked, hands. Yeah. yeah, classic. And she is explaining that this is all an experiment that the government set up to control the people up top. They meant to be puppets. It didn't work. They yeah. were abandoned. Yeah, you can only you can clone someone, but you can't have two souls. Right. So they are tethered by one soul. Mm-hmm. And the people on top have the control. And they were left down there, and they all went a little mad sometimes. Well, they only yeah, had live rabbits to eat, that. and they were better. But there's that's a reference to Alice in Wonderland. Oh. The rabbits and going mad down there. So, yeah yeah um and yeah but i didn't really like that shot the like close up and then the back right like, so i don't know i think it's called a split doppel yeah um oh. no doppel doesn't sound right because that's just doppelganger split di di maybe yeah. uh where you show the close up of one character and then another character in the uh, background but they're both in focus it's jarring mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it right. um, so also around this time we're seeing more flashbacks yes um, which shows that when she was in the mirror house when she was younger she turned around and she saw she saw the girl that looked just like her and she smiled at her but like a really like evil smile Mm-hmm. And then that's the last thing we see from that flashback at that moment. Okay. Right. And then Adelaide is trying to kill Red, pretty much. But, you know, she explains that this dance happened. That. Yeah, Adelaide started dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents took a therapist's um, advice to have her start expressing herself creatively. Cre- creativity. Ugh. Creatively, creative. T- oh my goodness! What? <laughs> Creatively. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Through dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like a, a black swan and white swan thing happening. Yep. Yeah. And and she's dancing, and the tethered, they're watching her, and I and guess she at, says that's where she felt God. Yeah. They noticed that she was different, and that yes. she would lead them out of there yeah she's kind of a christ figure to the tethered yeah she's um, she's she came moses from... yeah 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 cut both both yeah she had to lead her people out yeah but if you think about it like jesus was from heaven and he came down below to earth mm-hmm. like how uh red started on the surface of earth yeah. and then went underground to the tethered. well moses is kind of the same thing because he was like well he was a little baby in a basket yeah yeah so there's a lot of bible stuff happening yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) they say jesus a lot in this movie as reactions to things also a lot of jesus um which i kept noticing uh yeah and so there's like a a, ways to read into it a a dance fight scene pretty much it keeps cutting between the young children dancing yeah which I, I didn't mention before, but the way Lupita's moving as red is really cool. She's like she only moves in perpendicular lines, pretty yeah. much. She's very structured 
Yeah. In the way she, she moves and very together, very precise. Mm-hmm. And so Adelaide's swinging at red and she's just like moving out of the way, just like kind of like dancing. Kind of like Michael Jackson. Yeah. With the with the glove and the... <laughs> and the... Yeah, she's just like evading her easily and just pretty much just stabbing her, just slicing her as she like pleases. Mm-hmm. And towards towards the end of the fight, she stabs her in the stomach and I'm like, oh no, like, you know, she and she falls down. So this is the part of the movie where you think your hero's not going to make it. Right. Um, and Red escapes into this to this room so she can hide pretty much. And like surprise sneak attack, Adelaide for the final blow. Mm-hmm. But instead of getting the final blow, Adelaide impels her with the um, with the fire poker. Yep. And there's the the shot of 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 red of Lupita's face going in for the kill. It's out of focus. But she just looks so creepy. Like, if you like look at her face, she's mm. just, like, has this, like, really wide-eyed, open mouth. Her teeth are showing. And she's just, like, like, this is it. Like, I'm going to get it. And then she gets hit. And she has, like, this, I don't know, a really good death scene. Lupita dies really well. <laughs> she dies very well. Um... And she goes to, like, whistle. Like, I feel like this moment is her trying to connect with with Adelaide, with herself. Because at the beginning of the movie in the funhouse, she started to whistle. Itsy bitsy spider. Yeah. Which, and then... If you think about it. Yeah. You know, crawls yeah. up the water spout, down came the rain, washed the spiders spider out. out. Yeah. But came the sun, dried up all the rain, itsy bitsy spider. Yeah. It'll come back up again. <laughs> um, and she tries to... Which is a song about, uh, actually, was written about uh, like class uprisings. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, so she's trying to connect with her. Um, and Adelaide is ruthless at this point and just goes well, in is, for the kill. Is this where we get the line about how she just wanted to play... When they first met in the fun house, I just wanted to play with you. I could have come back with you. I don't remember that. I remember her saying, like, you could have took me with you. Yeah. That. We could have left together. But instead, something else happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she pretty much, like, cracks her windpipe with her handcuffs mm-hmm. and then frees herself. And as she's killing her, she's she's grunting again. Yep. And she's she's you know being drawn back to like this real like primal self of who she used to be. And again, Jason sees this because he's in the locker. Yeah. And she frees him, and he's scared. He is scared. He's he's seen the whole thing, and she assures him like we're safe. Like, they're dead. They can't hurt us anymore. And that's when they get into the ambulance and drive off. This is essentially the end of the movie. Yeah, they drive off, and then we get the overhead shot of the mountains, and we see all the tethered have recreated Hands Across America. Mm-hmm. 
I knocked something down. Um, um, but before that, um, that's where we get the, the the ending to the flashback, like the final reveal from yes. the flashback, is that Adelaide was choked by a doppelganger, dragged down under, mm-hmm. and handcuffed to the bed. And her doppelganger took her thriller shirt, put it on, and went up. And the parents... This is why she didn't speak yeah, and the she, parents didn't understand she couldn't speak. is because she couldn't speak she didn't know how to speak she didn't really know right. how to behave yeah she had to acclimate to a completely different society yeah, she had to learn than the one she grew up in everything and the real the original not the clone yeah is now trapped down with, with the, the tether with yeah with crushed the, windpipe and now she can't speak and that explains why she told the story in the way she did yeah and as if a five-year-old were telling a story with a once upon a time and it's the princess yeah. and and oh, so great. like right after this reveal jason is looking at adelaide he just has this like this curious look in his eyes it's the the end of the thriller music video yeah yeah and she looks over at him with this look yeah and then he puts the mask down and then he puts the mask down and then she like kind of smiles and like j- looks forward and keeps driving mm-hmm. and then we get that wide shot the the wide shot of the of the uh, of the tethered holding hands mm-hmm. across america because we we now know that red was uh, a huge organizer wanted to make this mm-hmm. uh Wanted to make a uh, demonstration to yeah. show people we're here, we exist. Yeah. So even though she dies, her plan works out in the end. Like her, like her whole statement piece mm-hmm. comes through, even though she doesn't make it to the line. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's doubtful that their statement has the desired effects yeah we don't know what's uh, gonna happen you to know red exactly red saw the hands across america ad as a child but she didn't live long enough above ground to know exactly. how it panned yeah. out <laughs> yeah this is like yeah last point of reference this is all she got mm-hmm. you know she she had a mural of it a mural of the shirt on the wall like this was like mm-hmm. her her godsend this was like her vision this is this is it this is all she had yeah yeah uh this movie mm-hmm. now that we're done with uh recounting yeah. the plot mm-hmm. there are oh, there's so many different ways to look at it and take pieces and it's so exciting you just get to play with it and I, it's great i remember at the end of the movie feeling so conflicted mm-hmm. about adelaide and red and like their relationship and like who's the bad guy and who's the good guy and like you know because the original i mean she didn't deserve what happened to her no they're all humans right and you know she i guess the adelaide the adelaide that grew up above ground kind of had it coming you know what i mean oh absolutely yeah she had it coming what she did was very fucked up it was very fucked yeah. up yeah and she just had it coming and like i don't feel bad because honestly this whole thing would not have happened if maybe they both would have stayed above ground right but then it's just the two 
individuals. They're yeah. the one soul that has the two bodies, but yeah. they're still all the others. Yeah. Instead, but that, we get this huge uprising. Yeah, that happens because of the swap. It only happens because of the swap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I still feel pretty... I mean, I guess the movie doesn't want you to walk away feeling, you know clear-minded about no we're the we're the monsters yeah it's us it's us <laughs> I mean, uh jordan peele spoke about um how after uh get out where which was all about uh these uh white liberals and how there's a lot of ways in which they're racist mm-hmm. and, and in the plot of the movie uh you know sign horrible scientists whatever yeah um but Jordan wanted to write his next movie about how he is um, the problems within himself. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in the movie about early on, uh, it's like one of, while Adelaide's like spacing out, uh, they're at dinner talking about uh, the line, if you point a finger at someone, there's three pointing back at you. Yeah. Which kind of ties in. I just did. I just did a really obnoxious like <laughs> eyebrow thing. Uh, oh, <laughs> which, so you know, if you think about it. <laughs> Uh, he just wanted to show the ways in which we're in our lives we're villains villainous without knowing it the yeah. things that we do to we think to support our family to do anything um, and we think that we're the heroes of our own story even though there's many ways in which there are unintended consequences hey, if, you, if you think about it our tethered earth down underground just looking at each other talking yeah i mean they're pretty they're much doing the not same talking, thing that we're doing going, uh, 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 <laughs> at each other <laughs> just like, looking at uh, each other <laughs> they have no idea <laughs> yeah yeah um so even though the family killed their own doppelgangers mm-hmm. and got off they're still maybe for themselves in their own selfish thing they defeated their enemy but there's still a huge systemic problem there's all these people that uh we don't know about that are emerging from underground Mm -hmm. uh who need help yeah who don't have who aren't offered the same opportunities as uh people living above earth which in our own lives happens except everyone's above the earth it's just populations we choose to ignore yeah how long until they they figure out that you know, the killers are them, are replicas. Like, or maybe they won't. Who knows? Maybe they won't. I will start shooting. I don't know. I I hope there's not a sequel to this. I'll be disappointed if there is. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. Because the more you think about, like, within the structure of the movie, like how certain aspects of the plot work with the tethered and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of holes there. Yeah. If you zoom out and just think about it as, um, a story as the, if you think about, the, look for the metaphors, then it, you get some coherence, but a sequel that just, uh, yeah, it would be like the, the sequels to the matrix. <laughs> I wonder at see I have a, the movie left me with a lot of questions like I enjoyed this movie a lot but it still left me with a lot of questions um like at what point did the tethered become untethered 
Was it the, 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 was it the dance? When they, no. No, I think the dance m- probably showed that Red had more control of her body than the other tethereds did. Okay. Um. But yeah, if you think about within the movie, like uh, maybe it's when they killed their because their uh not their doc their doppelganger when I mean, they killed the tethered above the ground, then maybe they get their soul. Maybe because the the tethered are doing are doing everything that. Everyone above is doing mm-hmm. like at the carnival. They're even mimicking being on the roller coaster. Yeah, no. When there's do- the people. The <laughs> there's one shot of like a a man and a woman in the on the boardwalk. They're like feeding each other romantically. Yeah. And then underground, you see that it's just they're just shoving live rabbits yeah. in each other's faces. Yeah. At what point did that stop? I I have yeah. no answers for you. No, no, no. Just it a question I'm throwing out there for people way. to think about. But if you think about it, you know, in the symbolic sense um, of these people that are just acting out these shells of lives, they don't even know mm-hmm. that there's above ground versions of them. Yeah. Adelaide's the only person that knows because she was born there. So she can come down and say, hey, there's more going on in our reality. Yeah. I can show you the way. Let's make thousands and thousands of red jumpsuits and scissors and gloves. <laughs> yeah. I was at work and we were talking about the symbolism of the scissors. Which, scissors are so perfect. Which, yeah, they are. I I didn't even think about it until I started saying it. Like, I just started, like, talking. Like, I knew <laughs> what I was talking about. And just talking about how, like, the scissors are, like, two two separate pieces coming together like a shared body mm-hmm. like it symbolizes what's going on between the tethered and the above like, especially the scissors in this movie that are designed the two uh finger holes uh like they really look like heads they especially do. in the poster yeah, in the poster you look like heads uh, and they just share so there's more there's yeah. a lot of duplicity in the movie yeah um also yeah the scissors is what you would to untether you cut something you yeah. scissors yeah and they come together they're stuck together yeah yeah it's cool yeah yeah it's real good it's really good watch this movie guys go see it yeah yeah so you know is this movie a movie or is it a film so I'll let you go first <laughs> okay <laughs> This motion picture is a movie. Are you saying that just because Jordan Peele tweeted that it's a horror movie? Oh, it's a horror movie. But no, I just feel like it's a movie. Mm. I just feel like it's a movie. I feel like it's a film. You feel like it's a film? Yeah. Just because of all the stuff that's happening. Because uh, of all the how layered it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just because, because of all the different interpretations. You can, you can really do a close reading of the movie come up with a bunch of different things. It could be about class. It could be about, I read this one thing where it was all about Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I, at first I was like, what? And then I was like, Oh, okay. Cause obviously there's a thriller t-shirt in it, but the, the, uh, way they move is similar to Michael's dancing. The, uh, whole thing with children, uh, around, these like theme park rides being mm-hmm. separated from their ne- perhaps negligent parents. Mm-hmm. Um, if you erase all the supernatural elements from the movie, you could see the PTSD trauma maybe as 
that she's a survivor of uh, assault. Yeah. Um, That's one way to think about it. And there's the mask. You know, Michael had yeah, his he went through identity issues. Yeah. Or journey. Yeah. Uh, I saw readings about how it's not class. It's about our foreign policy and how we treat the rest of the world as subhuman. Mm-hmm. Uh, or with Mexico, obviously the hands across America the image, it creates like a red line border. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it about the election, this 2016 election with mm-hmm. the, uh, all these conservative voters emerging that, uh, weren't Man, uh, available are for out polls. Of control. But and you can no, no, movie. no. I don't think they are. I think Jordan did a great job of leaving enough things vague, enough, mm-hmm. and having so much symbolism throughout the movie that you can have all these different readings of it mm-hmm. and make arguments for different cases. And I don't think that movies do that. I don't know. I think you can have a really smart movie and it not be a film. I don't think it being smart inherently makes it a film. That's fair. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, uh, this. We, I'm really <laughs> glad we didn't do any movie, movie news, news, or any other stuff because this yeah. is our longest episode. Cool. So we'll just uh, sign off and say that next week we're going to be discussing The Lobster. The Lobster! Yorgos Lethemos. Yeah, so, you know, we, we like weird movies, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie's in my top four on my uh, on my letterbox. And follow me on letterbox at Zmooch. That's Smooch with no S and three Zs. Yes, and of course, uh, follow us on Twitter at MovieFilmPod or email us, MovieFilmPod at gmail.com. Yes, we're waiting for you guys. Come on. Where are you? (laughs) So we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Movie. Movie. Film. Film! Peace.